Welcome to Gateway Church Podcast. We're so glad you're here today. We pray God speaks to you through this message and through His Word. For more information about our church, follow us on social media or visit our website, gatewayhome.com. Now, let's tune in to this week's message. And I'm excited because today is Commitment Sunday. We've been going the last five weeks. Yes, it's exciting. It's exciting. Uh, I'm excited because I believe that God over these last five weeks has been stirring our hearts. He's been preparing us for this moment. It hasn't been a time where we focused on fundraising. Um, it's been a time of faith raising where we've taken the time, set it aside to hear from God what he would have us do and how he would have us be a part. And the heart behind this is that every single one of us who call Gateway Church here in the Houston area home, that we would participate that we would be a part of really the ground level of what God wants to do with us stepping into our first campus. If you're a guest here and you don't know, we, we bought the former Toys R Us by the Katie Mills Mall, Typhoon, Texas area. We bought that 50,000 square feet, five acre plot of land earlier this February, and we've demoed it now, so it's all cleared out. But we're in a season where we feel like God's calling us to step into it now. And here's why. We don't expand just for expansion's sake. We expand because God wants us to reach more people, to to have a place to call home, to have a place for ministry to happen, for healing to happen, for marriages to be restored, to see people come into the kingdom of God. So that's our heart behind why we're doing this Building Home campaign. And today is Commitment Sunday. And on your seat, you should have received a commitment card. And on the front of it, it just has uh, some information. It simply says, I or we, if you're married, are committing to give over the next two years, not including my tithe. So over and above the tithe, weekly, uh, monthly, or annually. I know many of us get our income in different ways and at different times, so you would know that. But we've taken the time to hear from God, and and you may even say it says for non-cash gifts, you can describe that. So stocks, um, crypto, uh, anything like that, land, whatever it is, if you want to give that way. But here's, once again, our heart. It's not just about a number. It's about what God has done, what God has spoken to us individually, and it's an exciting time for us as a church as we walk out this two-year commitment. And you should have also received this bookmark, and this is for you to keep at the end. We'll have a time for the commitment cards to be placed, uh, and we want to set aside a time for that. But the bookmarks are for you to keep. I know that we're all believing for something. And during this time, you may have stopped praying prayers. These are the times to begin believing again. These are the times to really begin praying again. I believe that God is going to move in a powerful way, and this will be a time of spiritual renewal. It'll be a time of spiritual transformation in our hearts, in our lives, and we'll see God move in a very powerful way during this time. So we're anticipating that. Well, today, the title of the message is, It's Time to Build. Everyone say, It's Time to Build. Time to Build. So this is spiritually, but it also is physically. And I actually have a big announcement to make. It's, it's an incredible. We've been working really to this moment, and we're working a lot of the details when it comes to the building. But this past Thursday, we received the approval from the city of Katy. We received our building permits. So now we are able to actually build and reconstruct and renovate the building. Things will be going up. Walls will be going up. So it's going to be a crazy and exciting season, but that was one of the obstacles as we move forward in the timeline of getting into the building. So it's going to be an exciting time. So thank you for your prayers. I know many of you have been praying uh, for favor and for that to happen, and that door has been opened up. So now we can move forward to the next step. Well, I have a message today, and it's a one-point message. Uh, I try to always have at least one point in my messages. So 
Hopefully you catch that, but today is a one-point message because of everything that's going to happen at the end. And the, the point is this. It's simple. It's God is building his house. God is building his house. And as we make the decision to be a part of what God is doing in building his house, God will also build our house. And I'm not just talking about a physical structure. I'm talking about our family. I'm talking about the legacy that he wants us to have. I'm talking about safety, health, everything. God will build us as we say yes to building his house. I don't know if you ever think about it, but God is a builder. From the very beginning, as a creator, he built the earth that we live in. He built the galaxies. He built the entire universe. So God is an intelligent creator, and he has design put into everything and all the details, the intricate details of what transpires. But in Matthew 16, verse 18, Jesus tells us actually what he is going to build and what he's going to be a part of. And here's what it says. It says, I will build my church and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. So Jesus said to his disciples, I'm going to build my church. Make no doubt about it. Yes, you're going to be a part of it, and we all have a part to play, but the church is something that I'm going to be building. And here's how we know if God is building his church. The gates of hell don't prevail against it. It stands no chance that the kingdom of God is coming and making a difference. This word church is the Greek word ekklesia, I know you wanted to learn Greek whenever you came to church today. But it's this word, ecclesia, and here's what it means. An assembly of people brought together to legislate. That's what that word means, to legislate. So our heart is to legislate in history from heaven's perspective. Dr. Tony Evans had an incredible quote. He said, this is what the church is. The church is a community of individuals spiritually linked together with the purpose of reflecting and legislating the values of the kingdom of God. That's what the church is. We're coming together to bring the kingdom of heaven here to earth. That's what God's prayer is, and that's what he's called us to do as ambassadors to represent him and to reconcile people into relationship with God. So we all have a part to play. And if you have your Bibles with you, you can turn to 1 Chronicles. I'll be hanging out there for a lot, but I want to hit in 1 Corinthians 3 first, verse 5, uh, verse 5 through 10, and Paul is writing here. And he's saying something about his part in who we are. He says, after all, who is Apollos? Who is Paul? We are only God's servants through whom you believe the good news. Each of us did the work the Lord gave us. I planted the seed in your heart, and Apollos watered it. But it was God who made it grow. Some of your uh, Bibles say it's God who brought the increase. God is the one who increases us. God is the one who helps us to grow. It is not important who does the planting or who does the watering, what's important is that God makes the seed grow. The one who plants and the one who waters work together with the same purpose, and both will be rewarded for their own hard work. For we are both God's workers, and you are God's field. You are God's building. Because of God's grace to me, I have laid the foundation like an expert builder. Now others are building on it, but whoever is building on this foundation must be very careful. So what's interesting about this passage is that it says that Paul is building. He's like, I'm God's fellow worker, and we're also his fellow workers. But it's interesting. It says he's the builder, but he's not the architect. And there's an important distinction because God has a pattern that we're supposed to lead and be a part of his church. Think about it for a second. No one would go into a home and a builder just simply decide, you know what? Forget about the blueprint. 
I'm just going to build myself, and I'm going to build a one-bedroom, six-bathroom house. What would you do if you went over to someone's house that had that house? You may think something maybe a little bit wrong with their stomach, and they have some issues that we don't want to talk about. But no, no one has a house like that because that's not how an architect would draw it up, but it wouldn't be according to the design. So how we build makes a difference and makes as much of a difference as why we build. And then it goes on to say, you are God's building. So when we're talking about building a church, what we're talking about is building people. See, the people of the church is not the structure, it's not the four walls that are the church, even though it's important to have a building. It's ultimately about building not a big church, but building big people. That's really the heart behind what we want to do. It's not about quantity, but it's about quality. And here's how we know if we're hitting the mark. We'll be able to tell by the fruit. We'll be able to tell by the love that we have. Are we growing in love? We don't respond the way that we used to respond. You with me? Anybody with me? Okay, great. Some people are like, yes, God's worked in my life. Or some people are like, I'm not that saved yet. So are we, do we have more peace? Do we have more joy? Do we have self-control? These are fruit of the Spirit in our lives. This is how we know we're walking in what God wants us to walk in. And here's what building home is this whole entire time. It's really us coming and saying yes to God and saying, we want to participate in what you're building. You are the one who's building your church, and we're saying yes, that we want to be a part of what you are doing on this earth because this is what will last, and this is what will have longevity. In 1 Chronicles 29, we talked about this several weeks ago, King David is making preparations for the building of the temple. God told him he wouldn't be the one to build it, but that his son will build it. So he's making preparations during this time, and he's made the preparations, and he's going to call other people into it. But here's what he says, and this is something for all of us as well and can be an example. He says this in 1 Chronicles 29, verse 3. Moreover, because I have set my affection on the house of my God, I have given to, to the house of my God over and above all that I have prepared for the holy house, my own special treasure of gold and silver. Why was he willing to give over and above? Over and above what was normal, over and above what was regular, here's why. Because he had set his affection on God's house. For all of us, the question is, where is our affection? Is it on God's house or is it in the world? Is it our house? Whatever it is, we need to put him first. And we need to put God's house first. And here's why we give. Because we've received. Matthew 10 verse 8 says, give as freely as you have received. So we give because of his grace. That's why we're here. He gave to us fully and completely. And we do the same many times when it doesn't make sense. There are members of our church who during this time, they've been really praying and asking, okay, God, what do you want us to commit? Uh, but the most important part during this time is we really want to hear you. We don't just want to write a number in. We really want to take the time to hear what you have to say. So they're like, okay, God, just tell us, tell us individually, and, and, and then we'll come together, and we want there to be unity around that. They're married, they're business owners, and they shared this story, and they just said, okay, first the wife got the number, and she was like, okay, God, you told me, but you'll confirm it with my husband, and they were just driving along one day, and then the husband said, hey, this is the amount that God told us to give, and she was like, yeah, that, that's it, and it was a very significant amount, an amount that they knew would stretch them like never before, but here's what they didn't know 
that was about to happen. And they knew it was going to be a big deal over two years, but here's what they didn't know. That God was about to provide in, the, in a way in their business that would really blow their minds. And the amount that they thought was going to be over two years because of the way that God worked out in connecting them in ways that they'd never even thought, they actually had the full amount up front that they had committed because they were willing to say yes to God. My hope is that you hear that today. Because it's not about the finances, and that's what I want to say. It's about they took the time to hear from God. God spoke, they were willing to obey, and then God provided. Because God's provision is always on the other side of our obedience. So many times we say, God, if you provide, I'll obey. And he's saying to us, obey, and I'll provide. That's the way that it works in our lives. And I, and I know there'll be more and more stories like that of transformation where God speaks and he moves to every single one of us. Because many times what God speaks doesn't make sense. But God knows what's going to happen. And he's preparing us, he's preparing our hearts during this time. Ephesians 2.22 says this, in whom you are also being built together for a dwelling place of God in the spirit. So we are God's dwelling place on earth. We are the temple of God, the place where God dwells. We are God's house. So if we are God's building, why do we need a building? Have you ever asked yourself that question? Why do we need a building at all? Here's why. Because a building is a tool that can be used for the kingdom of God. It's a place where ministry can happen. It's a place where people can come and gather together as the ecclesia, the the called out ones, to gather together to move forward and be mobilized to make a difference and be a part of building what God is doing here on this earth. So that's why we need a building to be able to gather together to be able to minister and reach more and more people. But here's what makes a building a church. God's presence is there, and God's people are there. That's what makes a church come together. Exodus 25, verse 22 says this, and he's speaking to Moses about the tabernacle. He said, and there I will meet with you, and I will speak with you. That's God's heart, to meet with us, for us to have an encounter with him, and for him to speak with us. Genesis 28, 16 and 17, it says this, then Jacob awoke from his sleep and said, surely the Lord is in this place, and I wasn't even aware of it. But he was also afraid and said, what an awesome place this is. It is none other than the house of God, the very gateway to heaven. See, this is a very foundational scripture for us. He's speaking of the house of God, but he's not speaking of people. He's speaking of God's presence being there in that place. And this is where the name Gateway Church came from because we wanted to be a place where people can come and experience heaven here on earth. But it only happens when God's presence is there. In Matthew 21, is Jesus actually referencing the temple that Solomon built? And here's what he says in verse 13. And he said to them, it is written, my house shall be called a house of prayer, but you have made it a den of thieves. So while David had a heart to build it, he didn't end up building. But I want to read a little bit more in First Chronicles 29, because once again, it can be an example for us today as we're planning on making a commitment. Verses 5 and 6, it says this, Who then is willing to consecrate himself this day to the Lord? Then the leaders of the Father's houses, leaders of the tribes of Israel, the captains of thousands and hundreds with the officers over the king's work, offered willingly. Verse 9, you're going to see a trend and a pattern happening here 
in a second. Let me know if you catch it. Then the people rejoiced. So there's rejoicing behind it. There's this cheerfulness behind it. For they had offered willingly, because with a loyal heart, they had offered willingly to the Lord. And King David also rejoiced greatly. Verse 14, but who am I and who are my people that we should be able to offer so willingly as this? For all things come from you, and of your own we have given you. Verse 17, I know also, my God, that you test the heart and have pleasure in uprightness. As for me, in the uprightness of my heart, so he's giving with the right motives, I have willingly offered all these things. And now with joy, I've seen your people who are present here to offer willingly to you. So, while I'm not King David, as your pastor, I've just had so much joy during this time because Gateway Church is a church that offers willingly. It's not about manipulation. It's not about coercion. It's about us saying, God, we have set our affection on your house. So today we're going to commit willingly. We're going to offer willingly because you love a cheerful giver. That's what puts a smile on God's face whenever we give willingly and cheerfully. But here's why there's a willingness. And this has really been my prayer for us during this time as a church is that God would begin to stir our hearts. When it came to the tabernacle with Moses, this is what it says in Exodus 35 verse 21. It says, then everyone came whose heart was stirred and everyone whose spirit was willing, once again, they brought the Lord's offering for the work of the tabernacle of meeting for all its service and for the holy garments. Now Exodus 36 verse 2, then Moses called Bezalel and Aholiab, I don't know if those are the actual pronouncing, so don't hold me to it. And every gifted artisan in whose heart the Lord had put wisdom, everyone whose heart was stirred to come and do the work. So what my prayer has been is that our hearts would be stirred, that this would be an exciting time, a time where we're able to say yes to God. We're going to walk out. This is going to be for your glory. We're going to be able to reach people that we've never been able to reach. Many people are going to come into the kingdom of God because we have a building. This is for our destiny. God has something for every single one of you, ministry for every single one of you, to be able to step into and discover your purpose. And it's also for their future. It's for our kids and our grandchildren. It's for the future of the church to be able to train them up, to raise them up for the foundation in the Lord. In 2016, as we began having conversations uh, with Pastor Robert and Pastor Debbie, uh, me and Elaine, we, we had a conversation with them, and they felt like, hey, yes, God's doing this. We want to send them down, and the elders agreed to send us down here to the, to the Houston area to plant a church. And there was a time where he mentioned all the staff, and they prayed over us, and they mentioned, hey, Ethan and Elaine feel like God's put it on their heart to go plant a church in the Houston area, and there was a lot of celebration. A bunch of people afterwards came up to us, gave us a hug, said, we're, we're so excited with you. We're with you. I mean, we're staying here in Dallas-Fort Worth, but we're going to sing you with joy. We love you guys so much. It's going to be incredible, but we're staying here. Uh, but there was one thing that stood out to me afterwards. I went back to the offices. It was an incredible time. But there was a, a, a lady who came up to me afterwards, and she just said, God stirred my heart so much whenever I heard about Gateway Church Houston and what you and Elaine are going to do. I believe he's going to do incredible things to you. And I want to sow into you. She didn't know she was the first person that would ever give to us. And it was a significant offering for her. She was a single mother, two kids, 
but her heart was just stirred, and she didn't even, she knew she wasn't going to be able to come, but she was like, I want to be a part of this in any way that I can. And the check that she gave, and the first check that Gateway Church Houston ever received was for $50. It was just incredible. It really blew my mind away. It actually brought tears to my eyes, and I was just like, this isn't what I had planned. But the, her heart was so stirred, she was like, I need to be a part of what God is doing. And we have an opportunity today, even those that are watching online, we have an opportunity today to be a part of what God is doing. We'll never have this opportunity again to be a part of what God is doing with the first campus of Gateway Church here in the Houston area. That's why it's Commitment Sunday, and I'm so excited about all that God is going to do. Because I've seen him, as I've been a part and sought him first and sought his kingdom first, I've seen him build my house. I've seen him restore. I've seen him heal. I've seen him do a work in my heart and in my family's life. And I know he wants to do the same for every single one of us. And as we move into this next uh, moment, I want to ask Pastor Lena and the worship team to come back out. We're going to go to a time where we're going to make our commitments. Uh, many of you, you've been praying about it for a while, and you've had your uh, number that God gave you, and you're just excited because you feel like, hey, I'm ready. I've been waiting for this moment. I'm excited to be able to commit this to be a part of what God is doing here. Others of you, you may be in that place where you're, you, you think you have a number, but y'all are still kind of deciding, and even now that you're here, you may say, hey, God's asking me to give something different. That's okay. We're going to have a moment here of two or three minutes where we just want to pray. We want to let God speak to every single one of us and hear his voice. And others of you, you may say, okay, I'm just, I'm not ready today, and, and that's okay as well. Once again, there's no coercion and there's no manipulation. We want people to give willingly when they are ready to give because we know that God is going to move in their hearts, and he wants to speak with them, and ultimately, it's about faith. And for those that are online, I want you to be praying as well. You can actually text Building Home to 94,000, and there'll be a link that you'll be able to do it. Even though you're, you're not here with us in the room, we know that you're just as much a part of what God is doing here at Gateway Church. In our heart, it's really that for me and Elaine that we would never ask you to do anything that we wouldn't be willing to do. We've taken the time to pray. We've taken the time to really hear from God, and he's given us a number that will definitely stretch us. But it's not about equal amounts. That's not what it's about. It's about equal sacrifice. It's about hearing, believing, and obeying what God has for every single one of us. So during this time, we're going to take about two or three minutes, and the worship team is just going to play, and then I'll come back up here and I'll direct us in what we're going to do. But take this time to hear from God. And remember, it's a good faith estimate. It's not a vow. It's not a pledge. We're not going to come find you and say, hey, you said this. No, it's trusting in God that he's the one who's going to provide. And we trust him that way too, that he's going to provide everything that's necessary for us to be able to move forward. But I'm most excited about the work that he's going to do in every single one of our lives. So let's right now, let's take a few minutes. And just ask God, and if you're, you're married, you may want to come together and pray as well. But even if you're not, we want to hear from God before we make that next step with our commitments.
as you do that. But here's the way that we're going to do this. The baskets are up front. And if you could come towards the middle, you can come down and go out this way to the side so that no one uh, runs into each other. But you may want to take a moment. This is a holy moment. I don't uh, take it lightly. I remember the first time that I did it uh, on my own, but also with Elaine when we gave sacrificially and what God has done in our life and our family since and how we've been rewarded because you can't outgive God. And you may want to pray over it as you put it in there. But this is a time where we can come and really afterwards we'll rejoice after all that God has done. So I'll go down and Elaine and I will lead the way. And then afterwards, everyone can come and the worship team will play for a little bit. And then after you give your uh, commitment card, if you want to stand up and worship, you're more than welcome to do that. And Elaine and I will come up and pray, all of us together over what's been committed. And then we'll move forward in celebration. So Father, we just thank you right now. We thank you that we have the opportunity to hear from you, to serve you, to love like never before, give like never before, trust you like never before, Lord God. We thank you that this isn't just about a building, this is about changed lives. That the commitment that we make, that what you spoke into our hearts to give, Lord God, would reach the world. That marriages would be restored, that we would see lives changed, Lord God, because of what you wanna do during this moment. I pray that this would be a time of rejoicing. This would be a time of joy for what you want to do here in Gateway Church. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.
you would right now, if you want to come up and you still feel like, hey, God's calling us to come down and put my car, you can still come up. But I want us all right now to pray. Uh, and pray and thank God, really rejoice at, over what he's done. I know this is a pivotal time for us as a church, and we just want this to be surrounded and immersed in prayer. So would you stretch your hands forth as we pray? So, Father, we just thank you. We thank you first and foremost that we have committed our hearts to you. We have set our affection on your house. And you promised that if we would be a part of building your house, that you will build our house. But we're so grateful for all that you've given. We're so grateful for all that you've done. We pray that as we step out, Lord, that we would see miracles that we would see things that really don't make sense, that seem like coincidence, but we know it's a part of your providence and what you're wanting to do in this season in our hearts, in our lives, in our kids' lives, in our families' lives, that they would look and see such blessing, that they would be astounded and say, we want to be a part of what God is doing there. So I just pray right now for every single person here, Lord, I pray that you would overwhelm them with your richest blessings that you would bless their health, that you would bless their minds, that you would bless their souls, that you would bring them peace, bless their families, bless their finances. Lord, I pray that this would be a season where we would look back and say it is the Lord's doing and it is marvelous in our eyes. So we just pray right now in this season, Lord, that we come forward with rejoicing, may we come forward with our hands raised and just thanking you for all that you're doing, all that you're going to do, that heaven is being opened over us and that there will be such a blessing that we'll be able to take it out and reach this world that you called us to reach. And this city will be changed, this nation will be changed, and this world will be changed. Churches will come out of it, Lord God. Leaders will be raised up because of what is happening in this place today. We thank you for it right now. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Everyone said amen. Amen. joining us today. If you live in the Houston area or are in town for a visit, we would like to invite you to join us for a service. For service times and location or more information about Gateway Church, follow us on social media or visit our website gatewayhome.com. Have a blessed week.